This is a Reconstructionist radio production. Please visit calcedon.edu to download or purchase this book. The Philosophy of the Christian Curriculum, Russus J. Rushtuni, Ross House Books, Vallecito, California. Part 2 Chapter 5 Mathematics In the first issue of the Journal of Christian Reconstruction, published by Calcedon, an article by Vernes Poitras dealt with the theological foundations of mathematics, a subject treated in greater depth later in The Foundations of Christian Scholarship. It was quickly apparent to me how important these articles are. Not only were some graduate students awaiting their publication eagerly, but others were attacking them without seeing them. I referred to the two articles briefly, suggesting them to those interested in mathematics when lecturing at a fundamentalist college. The professor of mathematics, without any more knowledge of these articles than my passing reference, spent the rest of the day in an emotional attack against any such premise as the two titles suggested. After the evening meeting, two students, girls, were so hysterical and rude in attacking me verbally in the hallway in the light of the mathematics professor's comments that an embarrassed department head decided that some kind of discipline would be taken. Why should so apparently a routine subject as mathematics create so savage a response again and again? Why should such titles as, quote, creation and mathematics, or what does God have to do with numbers, end quote, and, quote, a biblical view of mathematics, end quote, elicit so insane a response from atheists and Arminians alike? The key to the reason why appears tellingly in an article by Daniel Hunebel, in discussing the Belgian mathematician Georges Papy, Unabel writes, quote, What is Papy doing? He is trying to create elementary mathematics in harmony with modern mathematics based on sets. For example, he tells beginners, quote, You're going to create a set, end quote. Then the child will suggest some kind of odd set, a teacher, a pickle, and a pinch of salt. Quote, now look how important my decision is, end quote. Papi told me, quote, I call this set S. It now exists because I have created it. In old mathematics, you contemplated a pre-established world. Today, it is I, it is the child who creates this world, who makes decisions, and who is aware of the fact that he is deciding, end quote. It is interesting to note that Papi has taught his modern mathematics to about a third of all Belgian mathematics teachers, and half of the participating teachers come from church-run schools. One of the problems in any discussion of this subject is that, invariably, a side issue is made central. That is, this or that aspect of modern mathematics has clarified certain aspects of our thinking or science, or contributed to a better organisation of mathematical knowledge, and so on. The key issue which Papi and Hunebel set forth is evaded. Is there a pre-established world or does the mind of man create a world out of chaos? Before turning to that question, let us examine briefly the very important chapter in Spengler's study of civilization entitled, quote, The Meaning of Numbers. End quote. Spengler pointed out that each culture has its own concept of numbers in mathematics. Despite the adulation of the ancient Greeks, our culture, Spengler held, is radically different. Greek humanism was hostile to the idea of infinity in mathematics, science and religion, 
whereas modern humanism ascribes infinity to the universe. There is no such thing, according to Spengler, as mathematic, only mathematics. Each culture creates its own idea of numbers and sees reality in terms of it. Quote, Every philosophy has hitherto grown up in conjunction with a mathematic belonging to it. Number is a symbol of causal necessity. Like the conception of God, it contains the ultimate meaning of the world as nature. The existence of numbers may therefore be called a mystery, and the religious thought of every culture has felt their impress. End quote. Up to a point, Spengler is right, Various religions do create their cultures and their mathematics. This is a fact almost as obvious as the existence of different languages, peoples and races. A culture is a unity. Every aspect manifests a common character. However, to, the, however, to point this out begs the question. To say that there are many religions does not answer the question, is there a true religion? To say that there are many mathematics does not thereby mean that there is no mathematic. Spengler, Hunebel, Papi, Patrick Sops, and others all begin with an essential humanism. It is religiously essential for them that man create his own world, and hence his own mathematics. Because for them there is no God, there can be no mathematic, only various man-created mathematics. Man no more approaches the sciences and mathematics with neutrality than he does God, the Bible, and theology. He comes to mathematics as a covenant keeper or a covenant breaker with God. There is thus no area of science which constitutes common ground on which all faiths can agree. Poitras has stated the case very clearly. Quote, it may surprise the reader to learn that not everyone agrees that 2 plus 2 equals 4 is true but on second thought, it must be apparent that no radical monist can remain satisfied with 2 plus 2 equals 4. If with Parmenides one thinks that all is one, if with Vedantic Hinduism he thinks that all plurality is illusion, 2 plus 2 equals 4 is an illusory statement. On the ultimate level of being, 1 plus 1 equals 1. What does this imply? Even the simplest arithmetical truths can be sustained only in a worldview which acknowledges an ultimate metaphysical plurality in the world, whether trinitarian, polytheistic, or chance-produced plurality. At the same time, the simplest arithmetical truths also presuppose ultimate metaphysical unity for the world, at least sufficient unity to guard the continued existence of, quote, seams, end quote. Two apples remain two apples while I am counting them, the symbol 2 is in some sense the same symbol at different times, standing for the same number. So, at the very beginning of arithmetic, we are already plunged into the metaphysical problem of unity and plurality of the one and the many. As Van Til and Rushduni have pointed out, this problem finds its solution only in the doctrine of the ontological trinity. For the moment, we shall not dwell on the thorny metaphysical arguments but note only that without some real unity and plurality, 2 plus 2 equals 4 falls into limbo. The, quote, agreement, unquote, over mathematical truth is achieved partly by the process, described so elegantly by Thomas Kuhn and Michael Polanyi, of excluding from the scientific community people of differing convictions. 
End quote. As Poitras points out, and his analysis deserves very careful study, the Christian metaphysics of mathematics is founded in the being of the triune God. For the Christian, mathematics is not the means of denying the idea of God's pre-established world in order to play God and, and create our own cosmos, but rather is a means whereby we can think God's thoughts after him. It is a means towards furthering our knowledge of God's creation and towards establishing our dominion over it under God. The issue in mathematics today is root and branch, a religious one. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows, or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit reconstructionistradio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His Kingdom.